0: Oh psychedelics. Yeah, Jake, you're the mushroom man. Hee <laughs> like funny. Nah, this is mushrooms are everywhere. There's millions of
1: Sugar snake takes. Hey, everybody, what's happening? We are uh, doing another Sugar Snake Takes, and we're going to change it up uh, today. Like, um, we're just going to do it differently, and we're going to talk about some origin stories because a lot of people don't know how Jake and Rashad and Mike and I all kind of came together, and we we're thinking, you know, it might be time for people to. Uh, get an opportunity to hear about how these relationships come to and uh, why we're all joining uh, forces to make change in the world through mushrooms and other endeavors. But so with that, I'm going to pass it off to Mike, who's going to navigate this this conversation today. And uh, we'll just have a casual
2: origin story, some Genesis. So Mike. Sweet. Thanks, Dell. Yeah, I'm sitting here with the three Umbo co-founders, and I don't know if there's ever been sort of a public deep dive into how the three of you guys really came connected and how that all led to the birth of this Functional Mushroom Company. So I think the, the most obvious place to start is just giving us the, the background. You know, when did you guys all first meet? Originally, how did these how did these connections come about? Um, my understanding is that Dell, you might be the glue between uh, Jake and Rashad, but how did you meet? Uh, we'll start with you, Jake. How did you meet Dell? What's the story behind that?
0: Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I remember meeting Dell when I uh, I was doing some work with Charlotte's Web, pimp oils, uh, working with them through. A, a process with the realm of carrying and doing when the bright lights fade, talking about uh, former players and what happens to us in our transitions and really ultimately bringing light to the mothers and their fight for the right to give their children this natural plant medicine from the derived from the hemp plant, which doesn't get you high. And again, had all this education and misunderstanding uh, from the people and education we had to do to to teach them about it and the differences between THC and CBD and that's where I met Dale. Dale was, uh, came in towards the tail end when I was working with Charlotte's Web as an advocate and influencer. And uh, yeah, I remember meeting Dale the first time and thinking, you know, wow, okay, this guy's a pretty, pretty sharp looking guy. These guys stuff together and then we kind of kept in touch. And, <laughs> and, and as time went and I stepped away from Charlotte's Web after benefiting greatly from that one plant and all it could provide for my body, my mind, my spirit. Um, Dale kept in touch. He kept reaching out. We'd go out lunch. We'd we'd connect once in a while. And then pre-pandemic or right about when the pandemic really came into effect, uh, actually pre-pandemic, uh, Dale and I met up and that's when I met Rashad. So, uh, met him at a, at a restaurant and went to Trevor Whitman's training facility. and, And that's when Dale introduced, I think Rashad and I both to Mushroom Tinctures and said take these and tell me what you guys think and so you know Dell is the glue Dale is the guy who kind of kept in touch with me reaching out um keeping that friendship going and with the opportunity from experiencing one plant hemp and all of its mass amounts of benefits and the good that it's done we decided to uh you know step into this realm of the the fungal queendom and, and understand it better which we still don't know much about it, but we're learning and, and we're growing and we're trying to as, as Dale said, you know, make a difference in the world for better for, for helping people heal. So that's how I got to here as far as like or at least where we got to like the, the conception and the idea behind Numbo was having breakfast with Rashad and a couple other fighters and Dale giving me some tincture way back right before right before the lockdown, right before everything went down with the pandemic.
2: Del, I seem to remember there was a serendipitous um, moment that happened. Maybe you know what I'm alluding to, you know, when you, you had another sort of touch point with Jake. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No, tell when me. You, were, you know, when, you, when your wife was giving birth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that the very first time I ever
1: met or saw Jake was uh, our our youngest daughters are, what, three months apart, Jake? Is that right? Is what okay? And I was uh, my wife was upstairs giving birth to my youngest daughter, and I remember going downstairs to to uh, get something or whatever. And I and I was walking through the lobby, and I saw Jake, and we and we locked eyes. I was kind of looking at him like, "Oh man, I think that's Jake Palmer," and and kind of gave me a nod. And I went upstairs and I told Jake like, "Hey, I think I just saw Jake Palmer downstairs," and my wife who. <laughs> Gives birth like a champ. She's like, well, tell him it's game time. (laughs) 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 so That was the first time we had ever uh, unofficially met. But I remember that.
0: I don't remember that. But you do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I was uh, not someone to remember as you were at the point there. What
2: about you, Rashad? How did you get folded into... All
3: this? I met um, Dell through Trevor Whitman. Uh, We were going to this place where it was for young entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs in the space, and really teaching entrepreneurs how to format their company. And um, I was going there with Trevor Whitman through Onyx. And, uh, you know, he told me about Dell, and we actually ran into Dell and at the time um Dell was working with Charlotte's web and my sister was going through some kind of health thing and I asked him for some medicine with Charlotte web because it you know it it worked I used it and I was like man this stuff really works so I uh, asked him for some and uh he sent my sister some th- stuff went above and beyond you know and it was really cool but you know what really got Jake I mean what really got Dell and I talking was um I was going through this this, my transition, you know, and I was discovering truth and, you know, just, you know, just feeling different about the world. And I posted something and right away, Dale was like, man, I I think I don't know you that well, but I'm pretty sure I understand the space that you're in. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked a little bit for the next few weeks and um, he told me about this medicine that can that can help me get some clarity on things and, and just kind of, you know, uh, give me some perspective. And, you know, I, I listened to him, but at the time I just, you know, really didn't think too much of it. And uh, after I lost my last fight against Anthony Smith in the UFC, I was in that place where I was like, man, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know what was next. And I needed to understand what was next, for me because do I keep on competing or do I just, you know, go with with how I was feeling, which is just to be done with the sport. And uh, we decided to take a trip. We decided to, uh, you know, um, go and experience this medicine together. And that's when I got introduced to the the toad. And um, from that experience on, you know, it's just been a a complete unfolding on, on who I've been. But Dell has been very instrumental and helped me along the way, you know, helping me truly understand, you know, mushrooms My 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 true first experiences with understanding mushrooms. And, you know, from psilocybin to the functional mushroom, Dell was the one who helped me with that. and He helped me understand it. The first time I ever used Lion's Mane, he really was was at was at his house. And, uh, you know, it, it was always bringing me along and kind of helped me out and uh after me dell and I were you know hanging out for a while probably like a year or so ago a year or so I got a chance to get introduced to Jake and uh you know it, it was crazy because I still remember see, meeting Jake for the first time at breakfast and uh at first like he Dale said Jake but it didn't click in my mind that it was like Jake the snake you know what I'm saying <laughs> like and then when I seen him I'm just like I'm like, I know this dude. I'm like, Oh, it just came to me. And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause you know, Jake was just totally so unassuming, but just such a, such a nice, such a nice person, you know, just a really cool down to earth person. Nothing like I expected.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Rashad. Yeah. I was, (laughs) I was a little bit taken aback just how, how comfortable it felt sitting next to Rashad when I met you that day, that morning. And you know Dell's always I, I, what drew drew us together was that we always felt really good together like we felt comfortable and at ease same thing when i met you rashaw was like man this guy just feel like there's some something about you was just at ease and so uh, as we've grown together we've realized like we are very strong courageous men that could turn and flip that switch if we had to but otherwise like we've found a way to really capture our calm and that's really um, it's beautiful to see from a couple amazing men that I've been able to be around for the last few years, having some
3: fun.
2: So Rashad, were you a football fan? Did you, did you watch Jake play during his playing days?
3: Yeah, I did. I watched, I watched him quite a bit, to be honest, you know, um, you know, I was a big football fan, grew up the Buffalo Bills and I grew up playing football. So football is my first love. So um when I met Jake, I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is, this is Jake. So, I mean, I don't, I don't normally get starstruck, but like I got, I got a, a big, like a lot of respect for football players, you know, because I, I, I mean, it's an amazing what they do. You know, I worked the sidelines and I used to see these big, crazy athletes to be able to do what they're able to do, move and run and jump and just stuff that people shouldn't be able to do. And what about you, Jake?
2: Had you been an MMA fan prior to, to meeting Rashad? Had you been exposed to that world prior, much? Prior? Uh, you,
1: you still aren't. <laughs> prior? You still aren't. You still aren't
0: in
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it. I'm,
0: I'm, I have a there. tough time watching people go in and beat each other up. I mean, it's like I support and I'm there to love but I never really... I mean, I watched a few matches uh, through, my, through the history and back in the day but um I'll be honest man it's like it's not something that has drawn me in as a sport i like to to watch i've seen highlights and seen some of the the brutality and for me it's like witnessing that violence is hard it's uh it's hard to see and i can I, I it was hard to watch rashad go out and do do it la- the last time once i knew him and knew how what his spirit was all about kind of knew him as a human to watch him go out there it was just like Whoa. Just didn't want to see him get hurt, you know. I can only imagine now, like, my mom and how much, you know, she had to probably go through watching me play ball every snap, you know, like, oh, because the guys were trying to get me. So, yeah, you know, but I got mad respect just because I played a team sport. You know, I played where I had 10 guys supporting me on offense, 11 guys on defense, coaching staff. So, like, I was one part of that where when you're a fighter and I respect the hell out of, like, individual sports because you don't have anybody to lean on you have a corner and they're helping you but they can't do nothing for you they can only cheer you on but it's all about you and what you can pull out of your own like deep deep dark place to like survive and fight and keep going so i got mad respect even though i'm not ai uh, i don't watch it a lot i'm not a huge huge fan of watching these guys go in and and, and battle I still have mad respect for what they do because that'd be scary as hell. I remember getting freaked out, just trying, trying to go run a track meet, let alone go in there and possibly get a a roundhouse kick to the head. They'd knock your ass silly. So they live on the edge, you know, and I really respect that.
2: That's awesome. I want to circle back because Jake Rashad, you both mentioned Charlotte's web and and CBD. And and I want to pose the question to, to all of you guys, you know, we've we've seen the sort of industry develop and the way that sort of legalization of marijuana happened and then the sort of extension and acceptance of CBD as a uh, um, you know therapeutic use for for you know different reasons, people started to you know want to try that stuff. And you can see some parallels between, you know, decriminalization movements and therapeutic use of psilocybin, and now there's also this other movement of Functional mushrooms. I'm curious. Do you guys see parallels between the industries, and you know, what do you think is importantly different about about the movement of of those worlds? Um, Anything? Anything stick out to you?
0: Yeah, I I would say, um, you know, looking back on the work we did for Charlotte's Web, it really was it was really sad that it took us football players to bring awareness to what. Heather Jackson, uh, Paige Fiji, and these mothers were doing for just the survival of their child. And whatever they could do, they were trying to fight for their child's life. And here we come. Oh, I'm dealing with inflammation and PTSD from making millions in the NFL. Well, poor you, you know. But it it really was, thinking back to what the education and advocacy on that was, that was so simple. It was two plants. I know there's a lot of strains, but it was marijuana and hemp. And the difference was very obvious. One gets you high, one doesn't. They all kind of carry the same similar healing uh, modalities and a lot of the same similar ways to help you. Uh, We step into this mushroom world now, the fungi queendom. It's insane because I still don't think we know what lion's mane does completely for the human body. We say it's good for neuronal projection and, neuronal growth and for the sheath on the, I mean, all this stuff, it's helping your brain. I still don't know if we know one, one tenth of what lion's mane does for our entire human body. So we're stepping into the real deal now. And this is, this isn't child's play anymore. This isn't smoking weed and all that. And like heat, CBD is great for you. It has its place in the world. This is real true, legitimate next level, healing that requires a a sort of maturity and a sort of uh, attitude and and outlook on it that is very reverent and respectful for what we're stepping into. This, This queendom is vast. It has almost everything that you could imagine to heal, help the human body start the healing process. And I'm excited because I'm just on the front end of this as there's been many more before us. And before Umbo and some amazing mycologists that have done some really, really good work, we're stepping in as athletes and obviously benefiting from this, but also being another, te- another chance, another opportunity to be a voice for this. And so it's, uh, it's the real deal. And we know this, but now it's, again, differentiating between, oh, I handed a bar to this lady actually last night or two nights ago at handball. And she seemed like an intelligent woman. Like, okay, I know, I know her. She seems pretty intelligent. She said, "Well, if I eat this, will I be able to drive all the way home?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's got functional mushrooms in it." And here's a lady who I would assume would know the difference. She's still like, "Oh, psychedelics." Yeah, Jake, you're the mushroom man. <laughs> like funny. Nah, this is mushrooms are everywhere. There's millions of them. We focus on one, and that's psychedelics. That's psilocybin. Uh, that's great. It has its use. It has its its healing powers, but the real the real work has to be done to continue to just educate people because a lot of very smart, very intelligent people don't know the difference. And there's the real big similarity there with Charlotte's Web, except now we're going from one plant and another to then one fungus, one fungi, one mushroom to hundreds of thousands that could possibly be be beneficial. So stepping into the real deal here.
3: Yeah, you know, I, 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 w- I would add to that, too. You know, the, the difference between the two is the fact that, you know, the mushrooms movement has been able to get a piggyback off of what the cannabis industry has done. And really just breaking down the doors that the cannabis industry had to with getting people to understand the powers of plant medicine. You know, plant medicine is something that um, it, it's kind of, you know, had it had its, uh, you know, st- stigmatization to it and everything else like that. And now that the doors have been broken open by the cannabis industry, people understand that, you know, there are good medicines and there are good uses for plant medicine. And I feel also, you know, the time where we're at in this world, you know, people are starting to, you know, want to pull away from the pharmaceuticals a little bit and get a little bit more natural because, you know, we've tried it. We tried everything, you know, and, you know, not to. Try to bag on any kind of pharmaceuticals because I, I mean I'm sure they have their place, but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people feel like feel like they've been more or less led astray by by the by these pharmaceuticals, and some people have gotten to some really bad situations by leaning on these pharmaceuticals that really never get you better and just only makes you more dependent as you continue to take them. So it, it's um it's a rub from the cannabis industry, and but but I truly believe that. With mushrooms, you know, it has a trajectory to go in in different places uh, than cannabis has because of the fact that, you know, when you when you use the medicine, it changes you on a level that cannabis really doesn't. You know, it changes you psychologically. It changes your your body where in a way that cannabis truly cannot. Mm, Point,
1: point. I'll add to what you said, Rashad. Um, you know, we talk about alternative medicine and cannabis and mushrooms and ashwagandha and these types of natural things. We call them alternatives. And Jake and I were talking it's kind of criminal to do that. What should the, the alternative should be pharmaceuticals? That is the alternative after these natural, softer, uh, effective plants. If they, if they aren't effective for whatever reason. Then you go to the alternative of pharmaceuticals. So I'd love to see the, the idea of, the, like you know, what an alternative health resource is to shift towards maybe some of those uh, pharmaceuticals. And we start taking our uh, power back in our own hands. And then the thing I'll add about cannabis and, and mushrooms and their similarities and whatnot, and again, to Rashad's point, cannabis definitely kind of paved the way and the idea of it being the gateway drug the gateway drug to recognizing all the bullshit, lies they fed us about cannabis are all untrue and it gives you the gateway to open the door to other medicines like psilocybin what have you been lying to us about psilocybin let's start looking at that you know all these other things ibogaine ibogaine is going to cure the opioid epidemic we're going to see ibogaine be a huge player in helping that out and uh, it's a real crime that we don't know anything about it really at this point i mean as much as we should so cannabis definitely has paved the way but the the i don't like the word opportunity as much as the the, the way that the fungal kingdom can help human beings outside of just health and wellness textiles bioremediation, you know, all these other wonderful things.
2: It's very, very vast and I'm pretty excited about the future of that. I love it. Got a few more questions for you guys. The, the first is, you know, we're talking about UMBO and it's and its formation. Where did the name come from? How did you guys decide, you know, that we're going to call this project UMBO?
1: Um, UMBO is the, the mushroom cap so that word is the descriptor of the very top and obviously jake and rashad kind of being at the top of their their game and the, you know the best at what they do really kind of makes sense um, our other uh, partner who's been at it with us for some time was involved with a couple of other companies i don't know if i drop them but uh, bebo and ebu and then umbo so it kind of sounded funny, like they all they all fit but yeah, Umbo is the very top of the
0: mushroom cap, so fitting for us. And, you know, it's a it's a very fitting and appropriate name because I remember talking with Dale when we first wanted to get into this and, and working with Charlotte's Web set us on this course. As you look at all the hemp oil companies that came out of the woodworks really early on, and I remember working with Ryan Kingsbury. Dale, you remember Ryan who helped us, helped was, did, was very instrumental in, in all that we did with the bright lights fade. He said, "Just don't worry. You know, eighty percent of these companies will be gone. The ones that do it right and do it legit will stay here. And Charlotte's Web, from the get go, has had one of the best products, if not the best, on the market. And I remember telling you, Dale, in, in summer before we started this, it was like, if I do this, I don't want to have just any old product. I want to have the best. I want to try to have, and not for my ego. This is so that when people want to go find a good mushroom product, then they." can find one that they can trust and they know that what's going into this is like a lot of intention, but also putting out a a product that has what it says it has in it. Mushrooms has a lot of them in it and is sourced from very, very good sources to create the best products out there. So you're getting a really rich and heavy dose of the mushrooms and in whatever form you take them. And so that was what, you know, Umbo being the very tip top, you know, we want to kind of set the bar high to be the one the brand people can trust is that, that we're
2: putting in the bottle what says is in the bottle awesome I have just a quick rapid-fire question for you guys because Dell obviously you know he runs this nonprofit unlimited sciences they've done some research on you know psilocybin and and there's ayahuasca studies and things like that um, obviously there's a whole world to research here with functional mushrooms Is there a particular mushroom and particular use case or benefit you'd like to see research done, um, you know, focusing on a particular area for athletes or whatever it may be? Is there some kind of area you're excited to see develop now that these doors are starting to open and there's a lot of interest in this space?
1: Yeah, I'll rapid fire on that real quickly. I mean, obviously, lion's mane is incredibly hopeful for a lot of cognitive deals, and people are aware of that, but I'm going to just say right now, bird's nest fungus and CBD, the studies that are being done out in Israel for pancreatic cancer, holy shit, they are having some tremendous wins out there. And to think, bird's bird's nest fungus, I mean, whoever thought to start – Analyzing whatever's in there and combining it with CBD to um, treat pancreatic cancer. The success rates that they're having is really—it's um, outrageous—and I'd like to see that that continue. That's that's one. I, I mean, I could I could wrap it off so much, but I'll let
2: Jacob Rashad take it away.
3: You talking about just mushrooms in general, or just kind of just, or just the functional mushrooms, like
2: whatever you know, whatever. Whatever
3: sticks out, yeah. Okay. Well, I've been I've been doing a little bit of research on the cordyceps and what it does for the brain and stuff like that. With, with uh, you know, with, with uh, um, traumatic brain injuries and stuff like that. And I'd be very interested to see some studies with that and athletes and stuff. You know, because it, in MMA, you know, you're you're constantly getting hit in the head. And uh, I tell you what, some of the biggest nicks that I've had have not been in a fight but in training. So on a consistent basis, you know, you get those those knocks. You know, I remember sparring some days, and then for the rest of the day, I'm kind of foggy. And without a doubt, I probably was a little concussed, you know. But it's just the accumulation of that over time that really starts to have a significant difference on just your ability to remember and just, you know, your overall mental health. And so I would love to see some studies done with using that uh, you know, cordyceps, lion's mane and some psilocybin and, and focused on some fighters because, you know, the, the trauma that we take and stuff like that is uh, is quite significant. And, um, you know, some of these fighters have had long careers and, you know, from, you know, 20 years and, you know, some of the effects of, of it, you you can't really see at first. But then as time goes by, you hear it and the way they speak you know, and just their, their ability to articulate themselves. So I would love to see some research with that.
0: That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm down with you there, Rashad. And you too, Dale. Uh, It's hard to say what individual thing I'd like to see done. I know that more psilocybin studies are great for addiction, for alcoholism, which is something that's affected my family. Uh, I'd love to see more studies like that come out and more, more knowledge be presented to the people, to the masses, to understand that there are ways to, you know, get off of these d- detrimental drugs and, and things that are causing you a lot of pain um, just by eliminating this, you know, propaganda or whatever, like Dell said, you know, when we found out about all the lies they told us about cannabis, let's keep finding out all the lies they're telling us about psilocybin and, and even just mushrooms in general. And, you know, there's, like I said, it's, this is a big step into real, real big boy, big girl, big person, big human medicine, because, You can't just go grab a mushroom and check it out and eat it. I mean, you got to have some knowledge. And what I'm excited about, I'm really excited about in 30 years having a podcast where we're talking about how the mushrooms have affected us 30 years from now, because I believe they are the strongest, most beautiful form of preventative medicine that you can put in your body. They're helping your body function and, and work better for your longevity. And I know, you know, some people don't want to be here that long, but I do. I want to live a long time. So the research and the studies that I'm excited to, be, to, to see are the ones that we're doing right now, all of us, by taking the mushrooms, by using them day to day, by growing, by expanding, by always being open to what's next, what's new. Let's try to make this world a better place. And that may be through using uh, oyster mushrooms to eat plastic. I mean let's let's all get on the right page here to understand this whole entire queendom, and it, the vast opportunities and 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 uh, I, opportunities there comes the word again, Dale, but like the vast amount of of good we can do through this beautiful organism um and in thirty years, I'm hyped to see like where I'll be, what I'll look like, how good I'll be feeling and and be able to write a paper then and be a published uh someone published by then after 30 years of uh, when i'm 78 be like yo look i can still do this i don't know if it's only the mushrooms but i know that it gave me that that ability to go there and believe in that and so there's so much going on in this field we're all blessed uh you know i'm blessed to have known Dell and to have him reach out and say hey let's start this mushroom company then to meet rashad to meet you mike to just continue to be a, a voice for this, for this change that needs to happen, this change for people's health. That's really all we're doing this for is to help people heal and feel better. And man, what a powerful thing to have in our hands, a really, really g- great gift that I hold with reverence to be able to walk this land and have people come up to me and say, Hey, you you know, about mushrooms. Tell me a little bit. Do You think you could help me with this? Should I, what, which one should I try? Like, that's amazing. I didn't have to go to 8 years of school to get a doctorate to be able to guide people to something that may help them. And so whatever it is, can't make medical claims, these things are helping and the proof is in the pudding. I always keep, you know, saying that proof's in the pudding. You got you got to be living it also. And so we're all living it, we're all doing well, we're all doing right, we're all all trying to excel and be better in this world. And so what research is happening? There's a lot, and I'm excited to see where we can go with Umbo once uh, the time is right to start doing some big, good research with with athletes, former athletes, and the assimilation process and the getting back into
2: life. Love it! All right, it guys. Short, so sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> we've got a we've got a community question. I'll offer to you guys, and then we can wrap this thing up. And so, this is from Jay Maraska. If you were to write a letter to the next generation, what would it say? If you were to write a letter to the next generation, what would it say? <laughs> you don't need to re- tell me the whole letter, but if there are some headlines or important things you might want to impart uh, to the youth, and maybe that's not flexing in the mirror with your shirt off or something <laughs> like that. But, um, but yeah, any, anything jump to mind?
3: Um, For me, you know, um, I, I would just tell them to find that one thing in life that makes them excited, makes them excited to wake up every single day and pursue that with everything. And it's not so much about being successful at that one thing they're trying to pursue, but it's more or less about living in that place of love and 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 resonating from the area because whether you're successful in it or not, it will inevitably lead you to the next thing that you are he- heartfelt about and that you love and that you are able to excel at. So follow your heart. But I'll also say, find out what you are. You find out what you are, not who you are, but what you are. When you find out what you are, the world would make a lot more sense. Mm.
0: Very nice. I'm gonna say, the headline of my letter would be, put down your cell phones, keep your head on a swivel, and get to know Del Jolly.
1: (laughs) Is that it? Is that the letter? That's that's awfully kind. No, I mean, uh, that's tough. You know, I think, I think if you could beat anything, be kind. And I know how, like, cliché that is, but damn, man, this world is so hard. It's so tough. Um, we don't need to add to that shit by to each other, you know. So throw a smile to someone. Give someone a compliment. It's the little things. I think that we're so caught up. Obviously, Jake and Rashad are accomplished guys think that what people will say about them when they go and I hope they'd say the same thing about me it's not it's the way that they made you feel it's the little things it's the when I reflect on our friendships and, um, homies it's the it's the little things that happen the idea of Rashad turning and charging in the sun just thinking about that energy man that it's those little things that we feel blessed to have him as a friend or uh way that you have. And it, and it sounds exactly like Roland, your son, your oldest son. It's such a beautiful little tiny thing. And so what I would say to my listeners, you know, um, be aware of the little things. Don't, don't minimize your contribution. If you're not you know, a world champion, UFC fighter or a high level ball player, or, you know, whatever that is, whatever it is that you are doing is incredibly important because you're just paving the way for stand on your shoulders to rise up, you know. So wow. little things are super important. So pay attention to the little things,
2: I would say. Awesome. Well, that takes us to the end, guys. I mean, there's a lot more uh, we could dig into to sort of unearth the mycelial roots of Umbo maybe for another time. But got some great insights, some great stories on this episode. So thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Mike.
3: Appreciate it. Jake. Peace. 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 Love we'll and, see and next.